0: One could say that integration is the truest spiritual goal of all. But in order for the universe to become integrated, as a fractal of the universe, we have to become integrated. We have to become whole. The way that we will manage this integration is by loving ourselves completely. What that means is that we have to pull close and see the value in any aspects of ourselves that we have pushed away. And then, of course, that practice extends to what is external to us. We must pull close and see the value in those things externally that we have pushed away. For most of us in the world, this process that we go through in order to grow up is not simply a process that we go through whereby we mature and we just take on all of the positive aspects of what it means to be an adult. For most of us, There is some element in the growing-up process that entails the pushing away of our child self. And when we do this, we aren't just gaining the positive attributes of adulthood, we're losing all the positive attributes of childhood. An essential part of integration is to reown your child self. A crucial spiritual practice is to become like a child. Obviously, one of the most straightforward ways to integrate the child self is to do inner child work. There are several methods for doing this, but to learn my favorite methods, you can watch two of my videos. The first titled, A letter from your inner child, inner child work. And the second titled, Parts work, what is parts work and how to do it. And you can start doing the completion process. To learn how to do this process, you can pick up a copy of my book that is quite literally titled, The Completion Process. Alternatively, you can go to completionprocess.com and select a practitioner to lead you through it. Aside from this process of integration with the child self, as I mentioned before, one of the most powerful spiritual practices that you can add to your toolbox is to become like a child. When we do this, we re-own and we start to express those childlike qualities. We restore ourselves to that childlike sense of life itself and of the world. Therefore, in this video, I'm going to explain to you some very powerful ways that you can do just that become again like a child. One, spend time around children, spend time playing with children. This can take many different forms. For example, you might just sit at a park bench and watch children playing on the playground. Let yourself become lost in their way of being in the world. You may even want to meditate on the children that are playing there. This can also take the form of deliberately spending quality time with a child, talking to them, asking them questions and or playing with them. But when you do this, this is very important, you're going to join their world. Most adults when they interact with children they try to bring the child into the adult life, into the adult world, into the adult way of seeing things. And for this practice you have to do the exact opposite. Your aim is to join their world. Your aim is to join their way of seeing things. So your goal essentially is to simply follow their lead. 2. Be in the present moment. One of those fabulous childlike qualities is to be completely where they are <laughs> now when you're completely where you are and when you're completely in the present moment the full impact of the now it hits you the full taste of something the full smell of something the full way that something feels the wonder of how something looks bring your attention to whatever is happening in the moment and fully take it in really be there 3 Play, I think play is one of those things that really defines child-like behavior, don't you think? Now, play is something that is natural and intrinsic to us. We don't need a reward in order to play. Play is something that we have this natural incentive to do. But so many of us, when we grow up, we shut this ability to play right down. Play is defined as engagement in an activity for enjoyment and recreation rather than for a serious practical purpose. But it's here that we need to stop and think for a minute, because in the definition of play, is the very dysfunction that we have in our adult perspectives. It is the idea that play is not synonymous with purpose. It is the idea that there is no genuine deep purpose for simply doing something because it feels good to do it. We grow up and wonder why we aren't happy without realizing that it's because we don't take the straight path to happiness by prioritizing enjoyment. Rather, we spend our lives beating around the bush hoping that our happiness will come as the end result of other priorities like keeping a reliable job or reaching our goals. Our need for play does not leave us when we exit childhood, whenever that arbitrary point is. Adults need play. They need these activities or these time periods where they're engaging in something just because it brings enjoyment. The problem is most of us reach adulthood and have forgotten how to do this there is no right or wrong way to play. It can take the form of a game of poker, it could be playing a sport like volleyball, it can take the form of a leisure activity like taking a bath, or it could be some kind of totally spontaneous action, like climbing a tree. No matter what it is, the only criteria that the activity or non-activity must meet in order to be considered play, is that you're doing it for one reason only, to enjoy yourself. Having fun isn't just about the big things, you know, those fun things that are very big, like skydiving. It's also about the small things, like giving yourself permission to take a leisurely walk, along a beach, go on a date, or even get totally wet, instead of covering up when it rains one day. Another thing you're gonna have to do in alignment with this, is that you're gonna have to start to recognize your play impulse. Children naturally are born with this play impulse. And then throughout the course of our life, we tune it out in the same way that many of us tune out to our own emotions. So some of us need to learn to tune back into our emotions and then some of us need to learn to tune back into our own play impulse. For example, what I mean by a play impulse is that, let's say that you're walking on the beach and suddenly you get this spontaneous urge to run into the surf even though you're wearing normal clothes and you don't have your swimsuit. A sensible person who has trained themselves against their own play impulse, will immediately start arguing with their play impulse. They'll start to tell themselves a story about why it's a bad idea. No, no, then I'm gonna get all wet, then I'm gonna get my car all wet, then I'm gonna have to do laundry, right? So they're essentially opposing that impulse, suppressing and denying and disowning it. What's really sad is that a person can do this to the degree that they don't even have access to this play impulse at all. Even though it's still there, it's something that they're just not attuned to. Now, on the other hand, a person who really heeds their play impulse in that very same scenario, might actually just go get in the surf, even though they're wearing normal clothes. When your play impulse comes up, if you're trying to master this practice of becoming like a child, you have to let yourself act on the impulse to play. Let yourself climb that tree if you suddenly get the impulse to climb it. Let yourself buy the finger paints you pass at the grocery store aisle and paint with them. Give yourself permission to roll down a grassy hill in the park even if you're wearing a skirt or a suit and tie. Sign up for scuba diving lessons if you've always wanted to try it. 4. Try new things and experience old things as if you're trying them for the very first time. One of the most intoxicating things about children is that they're experiencing everything for the very first time. And one of the most intoxicating things about that is that when we show a child something for the first time, the way that they engage with it, it's almost like we are re-experiencing it for the very first time. When this happens, you'll notice that even those simple things we take for granted like puddles become things of wonder. To put ourselves back in the state of wonder, we need to start to try new things. I mean literally anything. And trying new things puts you in the space of learning which keeps you young. Literally anything you do that is trying something new is gonna bring you closer to that state of being like a child. It does not have to make sense. Just do it. Never get stuck in that... (laughs) rut, should I call it of just doing the same thing over and over again, practicing the same skills over and over again, being in the same places over and over again. That is the way to literally buck the current of expansion. That's the way to make yourself age, to decline and to die. The next thing that you're gonna do is to re-experience these things that you have maybe experienced a million times before, but as if it was the first time. To do this, you're going to pretend that you're like an outer space alien that was suddenly given a body today. Or that you're a walk-in that suddenly has a body today. And when you do this, I don't care if you have eaten granola a thousand times in your life before. When you sit down and you put it in your mouth, you're going to do it with the mentality that this is the very first time that you are doing it. If you go on that walk, you may have walked down that same road a hundred times you're going to walk down that road this time as if it's the very first time you've ever seen that road. You know that childlike innocence that we all love so much? Experiencing life intentionally in this way that I am describing is a very powerful way to restore your own innocence. 5. Be curious. This means that you have to keep your mind active instead of letting it be passive. For this practice, throw away whatever knowing that you think you have, including the idea of boredom. If you find something boring, you are not looking deep or close enough at it. Start from a place of nothing is boring. Start from a place of not knowing. Let go of all preconceived ideas. Keep an open mind and an attitude of wanting to learn instead of judge. And also connect to the fun and learning. Ask questions. We all know this about a child, right? You cannot ask too many questions. Question everything. Make it a habit to spend time in different worlds. What do I mean by these different worlds? A specific movie creates a different world for you, right? A specific culture is its own world. A specific field of study or interest is its own world. People who play a sport, that's a world, right? And we have this tendency in our adult life to get stuck in very specific worlds. So much so that even when we travel, it's like we don't even break outside that world, we just go to the same world but in a different location. When you are practicing becoming like a child again, you're gonna have to become a traveler. And by the way, in order to become awakened at all, you're gonna have to become a traveler of worlds. But what I mean by worlds, is you're gonna have to insert yourself in these different perceptual realities. Even if that means reading something you would never normally read or talking to someone from a totally different walk of life, seek out different worlds. Do something or engage with something totally out of the norm. Search for the positive in anything you come across and study everything you come across. 6. Be radically honest. Again, one of the most amazing things about children is there really is this alignment with the inside and the outside. Children are radically honest. To the point that a lot of the adults around them are like... <sharp inhale> yeah. <laughs> but if we're gonna practice becoming like a child again, we need to restore ourselves to the sense of honesty. Whenever you encounter a situation where you are tempted to be strategic, be honest instead. Even if all you feel like you're capable of at this moment is being totally brutally and radically honest by writing your truth in a journal. You need to reestablish that connection between your awareness and that very powerful personal truth, that's very immediate. Adults feel the pressure to behave in ways that are counter to their own truth. They say they aren't hungry when they are, they act like they're flying alone when they're not, they sit in positions their body doesn't want to be in. I want you to practice this congruence between your personal truth and the rest of you. 7. You have to let other people help you. And part of this means you have to reconnect to your needs. Children are in a position where they really can't get on in the world without letting other people help them. But oftentimes, because of this, they're more successful. When we grow into adults, we actually shortcut our success by being unwilling to get help. When we could succeed much faster by identifying the people who are better at certain things than we are and getting them to help us. Also, as a child, a child powerfully understands what they need, And they also see their needs as something that is essential to their life experience. That's why when a child's thirsty, they don't just carry on as if everything's fine, usually there's a huge meltdown. As if to say, no, 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 that's a need I have. Start to become aware of and meet these needs, including asking other people to help you with these needs. Needing others does not mean anything negative about a child, it also doesn't mean anything negative about you. 8. Identify those qualities that you specifically want to emulate about children and emulate them. In order to do this, effectively, you might have to go watch how children do something. For example, let's say that one of the qualities that you've identified in children that you want to reown in yourself, you want to awaken, is creativity. You have to go see how a child creates and then emulate that. By watching how they create, you might then get messy. You might assume you'd be good at something and find out whether you're good or not by trying it. You might do something hands-on. You might let your imagination run free, uninhibited by ideas of what's possible and not possible. You might stop being inhibited by what other people think of what you create. And you might create with things and in ways that could be considered quite wacky. No matter what practice you select to become like a child, you must Remember this, a child does not act serious about these things. So, if you find yourself becoming serious and becoming super disciplined about any one of these practices, you're not practicing becoming like a child, so drop them. We have the tendency to minimize the power of the child. We love to think that the child represents what we will grow out of in the process of personal progression. But today I have a little secret for you. The inner child is, in fact, the disguise for the higher self. and This is the reason why so many awakened beings have so many childlike qualities. In fact, it can be said that the more awakened one becomes, the more they become once again like a child, albeit a very wise one. And so, it's only appropriate that I end this episode with a fabulous quote from Paula Poundstone. Adults are always asking children what they want to be when they grow up because they're looking for ideas. Have a good week.